All right, let's go out to SoFi Stadium and talk to our good friend, Matthew Holt, who is a part of the festivities there. What is going on, my friend? TC, I'll tell you what, it is cold and wet here in L.A., and I think it's going to make for an interesting dynamic because normally what we see is lots of people outside, lots of tailgating going on, but because of the weather, everybody's actually trying to get indoors, get inside the stadium, and this stadium's already half full. I mean, you look at all the seats, literally half the seats are already full two hours before the game because the weather's so bad outside. I think this place is going to be rocking in a half hour from now. Wow, that is great stuff there. And again, uh, so you made me feel a little bit better, Matt, because, you know, being in L.A., I gave gave some thought about, uh, you know, wanting to go down there. And I haven't been to SoFi Stadium yet. And I said, okay, this would be a great opportunity. Should be a good game tonight, this and that. And then now when I when I heard it was going to be rain, I go, okay, I feel good now. So we we could trade spots, uh, Matt, because, you know, we're, we're in the, the comfy confines here of the Superbook. So it's nice and warm here, and uh, we got all the all the 4K video wall with us. So, But uh, that is going to be a great experience uh, for you. And uh, where are you going to be sitting tonight? I'm curious about that. So we're in the commissioner suite of the SEC. So go Bulldogs! We're you know we're going to be rooting for for the Georgia here, rooting for our clients and our partners, the SEC, and uh, hopefully Commissioner Sankey and the Georgia Bulldogs get it done tonight. That's it. And, and so Matt was back at the SEC championship game as well uh, in Atlanta. And so Matt, give us a give us a quick. Uh, have you been in the stadium at SoFi yet, or have you just been hanging out uh, partying? No, so we we came in the stadium pretty much went right up to the suite again because of the weather. But I'll tell you, it's amazing. They have these outdoor gardens everywhere. What it's not built for, and I was just talking to some of the folks in the suite, is it's not really built for cold weather games because while it is a roof over the stadium, it's not actually an indoor stadium where it's still an open-air stadium with a roof on it. So on a cold day like today, it is actually cold everywhere in the stadium. And what's interesting, you know who's really going to do the, the best today is the vendors. There is a line at least 100 to 150 <laughs> deep people trying to buy sweaters, sweatshirts, quarter zips, etc. because it's so cold and wet. People were looking for some warm and dry clothes. See, man, I, you know, I didn't. Uh, I've been trying to get my uh, my TCU sweatshirt here, and I pro- Matt's probably not the right guy to ask because Matt's in the you know SEC box. I don't know if you could sneak away, uh, Matt, and and, and find a, a a purple hoodie for me, man. I don't know. You might have to sneak it in, you know, underneath because I wouldn't want you know the the commissioner Sankey to see that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to sneak it on the way out, TC, because there is no way I am bringing anything purple up into this week. That is too funny. That's great. So, interesting uh, point here. Okay, again. Remember, you know, we have these games, Super Bowls and college football national championships, either indoors or in, in, you know, nice warm communities, a lot down south or in Phoenix, Arizona there, or, you know, outside in Glendale there. But, you know, they decide, okay, L.A., it's going to be nice this time of year. And you're right. It's cold. It's wet. But, again, for those that have not been in the stadium, you're saying it's open air, but there is a roof. So kind of explain, if it does rain, does the rain actually get on the field? No, so the rain won't be on the field. The field's going to be entirely dry, but everything is open air. So at the end of the day, the temperature outside is kind of what the temperature is. I'm sure it's a couple degrees warmer in this stadium with all the people tightly packed together. and They could probably pump some air in, 
But essentially, it doesn't help from the cold. And look, yesterday it was 63 degrees. The weather was beautiful here today. Yesterday, today, it's in the 40s. It's really windy. The rain is whipping. I even thought I saw some flurries, uh, to be honest, it was mixed in with the rain. It is really cold, really wet. Uh, I mean, it's a great, I think it's a really cool idea. And I'm sure most of the time in California, this open-air stadium is amazing. Today, on one of the coldest days in L.A., not so great. All right, so I want to be able to get a visual uh, tonight. Okay, so from the TV camera, the hard TV camera side there, Matt, where are you going to be sitting? What, what, what's, what side here? So we are 50-yard line, and if you look at the 50-yard line across the field, one side is purple seats for TCU, one side red seats. So we're 50-yard line straight up in the suite. Uh, on the red side. Okay, brother. Man, look at this. See? Uh, we don't mess around here. I mean, we, we get Trevor Maddich, ESPN covering the game. We got Matt Holt in the SEC commissioner suite. We're, we're not messing around here. Uh, good, good, good for you. Have some hot chocolate tonight, Matt. That's what I want you to do. I'm going to have to. I'm looking for something to keep me warm. It's either going to be warm or I have a little extra kick in it. All right. <laughs> so obje- objectively now, how you see in this game? Well, look, at the dogs are banged up on defense, if we're being objective here. And, and at the linebackers' positions especially, they are down to fourth and fifth stringers at some positions. So, but when we look at the offense versus defense matchups on the other side, it looks like George is going to be able to move the ball pretty easily against this TCU defense. I mean, most teams all have, and this Georgia offense is explosive, um, so at the end of the day, while this feels like a game where we should like the under, because of the injuries on the defensive side of the football for Georgia, I actually think there's a chance that this TCU team, which Sonny Dykes we know is a great offensive mind, what do we really think they need to score to get this thing over, 27, 24? I'm actually starting to think I could see this thing being 41-24, 41-27, Georgia and those scores all get it over the total. So I think the point spread is going to be tight, but I think this one sneaks over, TC. All right. So Marco is sitting here and he's got a nice under ticket. And, you know, he's like nodding his head, pumping his fist when you're talking about the weather because we're thinking, oh, maybe that does play into a potential under. Sure. And look, the weather absolutely could be a factor. The temperature is cold here. Uh, my only thought was cold out here for us desert dwellers is 48 degrees <laughs> and raining. Right. Exactly Lambeau Field type of cold. Look, there's a lot of precipitation. None of it's snow. It's all rain out here right now. At the end of the day, I'm sure this inside the stadium with all the people, the body heat, the, the temperature blocking a lot of the wind, it's probably going to be in the high 40s, low 50s. So I don't think that that's going to have that big of an impact. I just wonder, is this banged-up Georgia defense, are they going to look sort of like they did last last game against Ohio State where they're giving up? And we have to remember, in the SEC championship game, even though it was a blowout, they gave up over 31 points to LSU. Admittedly, yep. they have some guys banged up at several spots. I just think we're in for a shootout tonight, T.C. Matt Hull joins us live from SoFi Stadium. Uh, like we said, Matt was at the... SEC championship game last week and Georgia's victory against Ohio State. And here's the thing, Matt, and here's kind of one of the intangible factors. And let me know if you think this plays into anything here. Georgia has had very few away games. Even on their neutral site games, 
they played in nearby Atlanta. And their campus is in Athens, and we saw the SEC championship game there. We saw the Peach Bowl game there. Heck, we saw their 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 game against Oregon in Atlanta as well, too. They've only had three games in the central time zone. Obviously, none in the mountain time zone, none in the Pacific time zone. Eleven of their games were in the eastern time zone, and the farthest west they ever got to play this year was in Missouri, in Columbia, Missouri. Do you think this kind of plays into, you know, Georgia playing in some uncharted, you know, territory here, Matt? I think it could. I think you might be on to something there. They did play the SEC championship in the friendly confines in Atlanta. What I do think is interesting here is, I, I, and I made a couple of comments to people up here. I said, boy, you're really sure feels like it's a little more 50-50 crowd than I expected here. And they said when they're looking at the ticket sales purchased by region that they think it might actually be 55-45 or 60-40 TCU. And part of the reason is so many of TCU's players actually were recruited from California and have friends and family here in the California area. So a lot of these last-minute tickets are being swiped up by TCU fans. And normally we'd say, oh, Georgia, TCU, two touchdowns spread. The crowd's probably 80-20 or like 70-20 with 10% neutral because it's such a corporate event. I think that TCU standing here right now looking out is very well represented. And, and that could play a part in the game as well. When's the last time Georgia went on the road, to your point, and didn't have the crowd? Because when they were playing in Georgia in Atlanta for the SEC championship game, it was 85-15 to Bulldogs. For the first time, they're going to face a little bit of a hostile crowd, some colder weather, a long trip west. All those things could be a factor. It could be. Different. Not used to seeing Georgia play on the West Coast and uh, you know making that long trek, especially when so many games, like I said, being in the Eastern time zone or the Central time zone. Matt, do you think that Georgia having to play Ohio State in their game prepares them better for TCU than TCU playing Michigan because Michigan did not do what we thought they were going to do because they fell behind. We thought that they would come out and try to just run the football down their throat where I think Georgia is going to come out tonight and try to establish the line of scrimmage and wear TCU down. Granted, if you have a couple turnovers like Michigan did, it changes your game plan, but I just don't think TCU answered that question against Michigan, in my opinion. No. I agree, but what we have seen with this TCU team is that they're fast, but that that secondary gives up big chunk plays. And and we're facing a completely different environment in that J.J. McCarthy on the offense versus defense side, J.J. McCarthy and that Michigan offense are a lot more predictable. In downs where you know that Michigan has to throw the ball, J.J. McCarthy is much less effective than Stetson Bennett. They don't have wide receivers nearly as talented as that Georgia group. I actually think Georgia's going to have plenty of success throwing the ball against this secondary. And let's remember, they came out throwing early against Ohio State. And what does the Ohio State defense and the TCU defense have in common? They're both fast. They're both speed-based defenses. But I actually think the weakness of both defenses in this game tonight is the secondaries. And I think we're going to see a lot of passing yards on both sides of the football. Georgia's going to want to dominate the line of scrimmage. They're going to want to get that run game going. But how did they do that against Ohio State? By starting off the game, pass, 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 
getting that passing game going to open up the run lane. Don't be surprised if Georgia's passing early and running late in the second half in this one. All right, previewing tonight's uh, game, championship game between Georgia and TCU tonight. Matt Holt, our good friend, U.S. Integrity, he is there uh, in the commissioner's suite, SEC, there at SoFi Stadium. Matt, before we let you go, I uh, always enjoy talking with you every week. We talk not only about winners and losers of the book and everything, but also the contest. And, and you know, you are involved in several of the, co- the contests around town here. And uh, I just kind of want to get your take, and Marco's as well here, as we talk about the um, Circa contest of the Survivor contest where they had over you know 6,000 entrants this year and it came down to three contestants in the final weekend here to claim the $6 million winner-take-all prize for you know these guys to go 20 and 0. So one contestant had Jacksonville uh, to defeat Tennessee. They were life and death to do it, but they they survived. The other contestant had Seattle, where life and death at the end, and they had to you know survive a doink field goal, but had to go to overtime and then get the Seahawks a winning field goal. So that was good. And the third contestant had the Indianapolis Colts uh, against the Houston Texans, and we know how that thing ended. And we talk about the bad beat of all bad beats. I just want to recant what happened in this game between Houston and Indianapolis. And I remember a lot of people when they were handicapping thinking like, okay, well, I'm going to go against Houston because, hey, Houston, you know, they they might not, uh, you know, be perceived to go all out and win, which I just, you know, crushed crush that theory last week about players, you know, don't pay attention to that. They want to play for Lovey Smith, and Lovey Smith is not going to, you know, want to tank a game here. Well, it cost Lovey Smith his job because Houston won 32 to 31. But here's how this thing ended. So Indianapolis was ahead 31 to 24, right? And actually, Indianapolis, before that, trailed 24-14. to They scored 17 unanswered points to take a seven-point lead, 31-24. On the game's final drive for the Houston Texans, they converted a fourth and 12 at midfield. Got the first down. Then they faced a fourth and 20 at the Indy 28-yard line, and they converted that. And Davis Mills throws a 28-yard touchdown pass to Jordan Aikens. Then that put him down one. So instead of kicking the PAT to go to overtime, forget about that. Houston's going to go for two. And what happened? They go for two, and it was Mills to Aikens again. Houston wins 32-31, costing that contestant $2 million. Matt, have you ever heard of, of a worse beat than that? No, I think that is one of the worst beats, and we've seen some really doozies, uh, you know, this football season, and including the bowl game, Mississippi State, Illinois, where they returned that flea flicker at the end for uh, to bury the Illinois betters. <laughs> but what is interesting, TC, about those contests is for years, the natural picks contest you know, whether it was the Super Contest or the Circa Circa Million, those were the predominant contests. Those were the ones everyone talked about every week. Make your five picks against the spread. I don't participate in contests anymore because the NFL is a client of ours now, so I didn't participate in any this year. But last year, I can tell you, I had more fun the last two years playing in Survivor than I ever did the other contests. They're just more fun. For whatever reason, Survivor gets all the love. The, the people that play it say, oh, my God, 
what an experience it was, especially if you go deep, let's say at least 10 weeks deep, uh, which last year was week 12 for us. It is so much fun, that contest. It's amazing how for years that five picks against the spread was just the most popular contest where it has dramatically shifted. And the number of entrants show it over 6,000 people are a pool over $6 million that that survivor contest is really starting to pick up steam. Mm, it is. All right, my friend, we'll let you uh, get back uh, to, to the fun and business, business and pleasure, as you're mixing it uh, there tonight at the National Championship game. Enjoy yourself, my friend. Enjoy. Uh, send lot, lots of picks and, and even some food picks because I know Swanky's going to have uh, or Sankey's going to have some good food in that suite for you. I guarantee that, right? I think there'll be some all right stuff up here. There you go, brother. All right. Enjoy, Matt. Appreciate you taking time to join us. And uh, we'll see you back in Vegas. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the game. Take care. All right. Purple, Matt. Purple sweatshirt. There you go. Sneak away. <laughs>